disagree. disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Welcome back to Pulp Friction. It's a show about what divides us. My name is Rocky, and Caden's name is Caden. And this week, we are talking about Tumblr. Tungle. Tungle Tungle.com. We're tungling. We're bungling. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're tungling and bungling this week. We we keep on chugling. And... um, (laughs) More specifically, we're going to be looking at uh, a phenomenon that we all know and love, uh, the fake Tumblr story. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fun subject. I feel like there, you know, every, there, there's fake stories all over social media, and I think it's become even more of a hot-button issue in the past uh, six years or whatever, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the there's something specific about tumblr fake stories that i think we're going to try to get to the bottom of uh as we talk about it yeah they definitely are very distinct like y- you don't see that kind of shit on twitter <laughs> yeah definitely so um yeah uh before we get started we have our news segment dun 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 dun, dun what's pulpin the big news out recently is uh, some new information about Joker Two, which oh uh, has uh, we've you know we've known Joker Two was coming since the first one made a billion dollars, but <laughs> did it make a billion dollars? It made one billion dollars. That's insane. Less than three years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and the we sequel, which is. Yes, it's true. The sequel is called Fully Adieu, as we found out a few weeks ago. Nice Fallout Boy reference there. Nice Fallout Boy reference. The big news out just yesterday is that it will be a musical, first of all. And second of all, that Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harley Quinn. <laughs> it Yeah, I saw that in passing today, and I was like, oh, that's a joke, right? Uh, it's not. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's, it's what's happening i feel like this is such an incredible move for them to make with the joker sequel because i feel like there was a way of doing it that's just like more joker and and i'm I'm sure the you know uh, tens of millions of people (laughs) who must have loved the first one would would, you know yeah would would just come out for more but (laughs) this announcement so precisely makes everyone who is excited for a sequel mad <laughs> and everyone who is mad about a sequel excited. excited. <laughs> it's very good. I I hope it's like camp, like the definition of camp. I am so into it, so on board, so ready. There's a lot of questions to be asked. Given that the first one was sort of a Scorsese pastiche, is this going to be based on New York, New York? Um is who's writing the songs is, is a great question i think it's fallout boy it's the thing is like like a couple weeks ago fallout boy did that post that was they like, made a post about it yeah yeah joker 2 the musical coming soon and it's like was that not a joke like <laughs> garfield are you slash j or slash srs <laughs> i mean that would be insane 
god. <laughs> it's just Twilio Do. Like, it's literally just the album. That's it's the a soundtrack. jukebox musical for, for the album. <laughs> Lady Gaga doing What a Catch, Donnie. God. Uh, <laughs> Acapella $20 nosebleed. I'm into it. <laughs> Rough. So, uh, yeah, that's what's popping. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Quick in and out on that one. Um, I guess before we get into the history of Tumblr, I would like to know <laughs> just a, fr- a little bit oh, about your history with Tumblr. Uh, it all started when I was... No, I'm kidding. Um, I think I made my first Tumblr account when I was 12. Um... And I was the kind of person who had, like, 50 different side blogs to organize everything. But I think probably my most, like, prominent, quote-unquote, role in the Tumblr community (laughs) um, was that I was really into, like, discourse and stuff like that. I was, like, a notorious 14-year-old SJW on the internet. Um, So, yeah, I did a lot of that stuff. Um, And I was also just, like obviously on the fandom type side of tumblr i honestly i didn't even know there was like a hipster side of tumblr or like a like quote-unquote normie side until i like watched videos talking about it um i always thought it was a bit but yeah i was definitely on the more like fandom cringe like homestuck i wasn't a super hulock but i was affiliated with them yeah Um, kind of yeah and i still use tumblr i still think it's one of the best social media platforms so i will stand by that yeah yeah, I was probably 13 when I started uh, my Tumblr, um, so it was probably around the same time for both of us. Yeah. I remember very distinctly, um, I, I switched schools between 7th and 8th grade, so I remember mm-hmm. like being in a new school and trying to make friends with people, and the group of people who kind of off and on hated me but i i just hung out with the whole time uh, like throughout high school uh that's the experience that's really how it is they uh tumblr people i mean look i don't blame them it i i i was it was it was on me they caught me slipping but uh, Not they caught you slipping for the entirety of high school. For, for all of high school. <laughs> they, I just kept slipping. It's like ice. Yeah, it's it like when you're doing really bad in Mario Kart. <laughs> you just keep slipping. Banana peel um, after banana peel. But uh, Tumblr people. And yeah. uh, they were, sort of introduced me to Tumblr, introduced me to a lot of shows uh doctor who was definitely one of the early ones and i was definitely uh into that for a period i was already like a very nerdy kid who had like not really found outlets to express that outside of myself yeah yeah same but it was specifically like it was specifically things that also weren't very popular on Tumblr, like 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 hip hop and like stand up comedy yeah and so <laughs> i i you know there were definitely there's definitely an element of like even even on tumblr i was kind of like trying to find communities and trying to fit in and so yeah like like yeah doctor who was an early one um my friends were into homestuck and there were moments where i like tried to get into it uh we we've obviously talked at length about homestuck but it's just it's too much to consume you you, (laughs) it's a lot you sort of have to end up 
into Homestuck. You have to you know? stumble across <laughs> Homestuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's not something you can force, but, uh, you know, they, they would, uh, talk about some, some anime and it was like, I, I, I didn't get into a lot of the shows they were talking about, uh, uh, music, some of the, some of the, you know, emo Trinity stuff that, uh, me and, me and Emily have done a few episodes on at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was stuff where like, I was never like an emo, but right. <laughs> I, Emo but I, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, already knew Panic and I already knew Fall Out Boy, but I hadn't like really listened to them. And so I just sort of like right. got into that groove a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I had already had a Twitter. I got it. The Twitter was, I think, the first one that I got. And I've been on that for the entire 10 plus years since then. Yeesh. But I think uh, Tumblr was a thing that... You know, when I was on, it very much had a reputation for being consumed by discourse, and it did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was. It was and rough. so, and so, I think uh, I, you know, I was often on it in a way. I developed eh, fifteen hundred followers, I think, just sort of Dang. like slowly over time. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, had a few like big followers who would reblog one of my posts, and I get a bunch of new ones, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But. Um, you know, probably hopped off around the uh, porn ban and then watched Twitter very quickly become Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, and now Tumblr is really chill. So, so yeah, I'm t- back on it. Tumblr goes crazy. And, yeah. No, yeah. I was definitely very similar. I think I had at one point like a Homestuck side blog and a Fall Out Boy side blog. And, like, so, yeah, I was kind of in those same niches of... um fandom and uh emo trinity stuff i think i kind of similar i jumped off during the porn ban and then pretty quickly came back with like a twin on pilots blog um and then have slowly just kind of devolved into using one blog for all my insane posting um i've run a few like semi-popular like ask blogs and like art blogs and stuff like that um kind of things that like didn't have my name to them but i just like reblogged and like made art on um, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it definitely, a lot of it was discourse for me and like trying to be, it was kind of like where I got my start of like, quote unquote, like wokeness, um, before I realized that like internet wokeness is not actually important, <laughs> um, <Right>. and like <laughs> valuable. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, yeah, like I said, pretty similar. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like in the early days it was like, uh, you know, I would, I would like, get into it with people. And then um, I reached a point just from being online where it was like, I don't want to argue with people. Yeah. And I'm just going to, like, try to do my own thing. And then, you know, it, it <clears throat> there was, like, one moment where I, like, commented on discourse with a post that was meant to be a joke right and uh it started to get a lot of notes and i was like okay i'm deleting this i just i just was not not interested yeah yeah. (laughs) in getting any kind of heat for that um which is held held true to this day i think as soon as as soon as a post that is it's funny because i have this show that's sort of about my takes um but when i have like a post that like people have political backgrounds people who you know political accounts are starting to 
go back and forth on. I'm like, I have to delete this right now. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, I don't yeah. want this in my life. Yeah, I've been canceled for weird things on the internet a few times now. Um, namely, cisphobia is the one that I got a lot of flack for um, <laughs> for a very long time. And actually, I was more... I, I definitely got more shit for that on like deviant art and stuff um and then they would find my tumblr and start wreaking havoc but yeah um i had like a few discourse related like side blogs and stuff like that um i, I was just a 14 year old kid looking for trouble um basically yeah. it was my way of like you know spray painting graffiti on the side of a building except i was just like wreaking havoc in the turf tags on tumblr instead <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel that for sure. So uh, I have some, as always, some history that yeah. we can go through before we get into the these, lore, fake, will. these fake Tumblr stories. Yes, the lore of Tumblr itself. <laughs> so the the modern blog evolved from the online diary, which was a thing people were doing as early as like 94. It was just sure. like what it sounded like. It was a diary online. And these took various forms, uh, but often it was like... There would, there would be, like, diary text and then images accompanying it. There was also a wearable wireless webcam, which allowed people to telegraph their day with pictures using this wearable camera. Interesting. Uh, many of the early blogs evolved out of the community around uh, Quake, the game. Mm-hmm. Steve Gibson, who was hired by Ritual Entertainment uh, to blog, is considered to be the first paid blogger ever. Damn. And look how far... Look, look where we are now. <laughs> um ian ring is a guy who independently created the blog like there had been blogs before that but he was one of the people who like came to the idea himself and he calls himself the inventor of the blog um blogging yeah he, he he wasn't the first person to call it a blog but he was someone who came to it organically but there are others who were doing it before and could could say that with greater authority um in 1997, Jorn Barger coined the word weblog, and then just as one word. And then in 1999, Peter Merholtz shortened it to blog. He, he was like, he was sort of reforming it as we blog, and then blog came um, from that. Says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot about society. About society. We do blog. We do vlog. <laughs> so after a slow start, blogging got like it like rapidly gained popularity between 1998 and 2000. Sites like Open Diary, Slash Dot, Live Journal, and Blogger opened in rapid succession. Right. And uh, it was it was just a blogging world for for a few years there. Everyone was blogging. Just me, you, and our blogs. Yep. And then 2005 saw a new development in blogging called the Tumble Log. Oh. Which was a stream of consciousness collection of like links, quotes, photos, videos, just anything that people found online that they thought was interesting. And sometimes these were erroneously referred to as tumble blogs. Mm. Uh, enter David Carp. Oh. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> I kind of forgot that he like was the tumblr guy he was the original tumblr sexy man if you think about it yeah he really was he um (laughs) i don't know what he's been doing since he left tumblr i guess he uh i hope he's well yeah i think he's just like an investor and he just you know puts his money into other things Uh, but all right (laughs) yeah 
you, you know, you, you got like a billion dollars from Yahoo, so like you right <laughs> <laughs> for the shit site. So yeah. <laughs> so he was a uh, he he was a blogger himself, and also kind of a developer. And he started a software consulting company called Davidville in two thousand six. <laughs> And uh, during a two-week gap in contracts, he and his engineer friend Marco Arment began uh, inter- became interested in developing a site specifically for tumble logging. Right. They thought that like one of the existing blogging platforms was gonna do it, and then a year later, <laughs> none of them had. So they were like, "Let's do it ourselves." Yeah. And they launched their own platform, Tumblr, in February two thousand seven. He's. 2007 yeah i always forget that it was around for that long like i i sort of you know when i talk about being on tumblr when i was 12 in like what 2012 2013 people are like damn you were like around for the beginning and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) it was it was a whole thing and actually within two weeks of launching tumblr had seventy five thousand users damn yeah that's a lot yeah, so it it got like traction right off the bat. I think in the early days it was known more for being like a, an aesthetic website and a place where people posted pictures and stuff. And yeah, and uh, you know the 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 fandoms and all that started like creeped up mm-hmm. over the over the five years after that. Um, like vines growing over buildings. Yeah, so it it became a haven for fandom content. It attracted an audience over half of whom were teenagers. Uh, and and often often teenage girls it became known for progressive politics and that in turn led to a lot of uh trolling and mockery and scrutiny coming from the sort of nascent right of the of the internet that was mm-hmm. coming from elsewhere and um that that's it that's the history that's the the origin of tumblr god and that takes us into a lot of these uh fake tumblr stories that we have i think um a lot of the we can start with one of yours because i think you have a lot of the uh the the prominent ones the classic and um yeah oh god which one do we start with down with sis was really the like the first one that we brought up right yeah because i think the down with sis movement was like like what this post spurred so many things <laughs> mm-hmm. this post turned me into the person that i am today um here's a thing that happened to one of my friends i was there basically we were walking down the sidewalk talking about something meaningless i think it had to do with a the movie then this bus screeches up stops next to us and a bunch of people with down with cis shirts climbed out and started beating him up i was punched and kicked too a bit but i managed to avoid brutalization by going for their faces after figuring out what happened i started attacking them back getting them off of him he was quite injured but i called 911 and he made a full recovery at the hospital i was fine with only a cut on my arm that they patched up date of origin the 4th of april 2015 (laughs) that's right yeah that's right it was originally posted by forever honest (laughs) and uh, ironic yeah and and uh she insisted that the story was real for months yeah and then and then a year later exactly a year later she put out this long post that was like that post was satire all the other transphobic stuff i said was satire (laughs) (laughs) that's not how it works 
So yeah, uh, Down With Sis uh, was, like you alluded to, kind of the start of a movement, I feel like. Yeah, the Down With Sis movement. <laughs> the Down With Sis movement really was sparked, ironically, <laughs> by, by by this post condemning it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it speaks, I think, to uh, the, this thing I was saying about trolling on tumblr first of all this idea of you know sort of trolling the the political uh, uh causes that were that were big on tumblr right, they, right. they're probably just say causes um and this is an example of one where like because i think there are examples of stories like that. i mean this story did there are compilations of like comments of people who believe this so right, like yeah. I, and i i remember we're in and, my and, inbox <laughs> yeah i i remember people who <laughs> believe this story which is so funny in retrospect i think that also just speaks to like the fact that people on tumblr had on all sides had very little perception of reality yeah 100 percent. oh god <laughs> i could go on and on um I do think Downwards is very funny, and I think that, like, Tumblr is probably the first place I heard of, like, this idea of, like, reverse oppression of, mm-hmm. like, oh, all these, like, transgender and gay people on Tumblr.com are, like, bullying straight people, and that's the real problem, and that's what we should be worrying about on the internet, and I just think it's crazy. I think it's really funny that, um, again, what's, like, this sparked this whole movement of, like, 14 and 15 year olds at least like in my social sphere who were just thought it was the literal funniest shit ever and then Mm -hmm. 20 to 25 year olds who thought it was very serious and should be taken literally um (laughs) which like i think the age is like actually like a really notable thing about this because i i again in my circle it tended to be that like the younger audience was like obviously this is fake and obviously this is like coming from a place of transphobia and, like, trying to demonize the trans community. And then, like, older people were the ones who, like, believed it. Which, like, kind of goes against what I think, like, Twitter and TikTok and, like, kind of the internet in general is today, where it's, like, these people who grew up on the internet now know how to spot a fake story from miles away. But, yeah, I think, I think that one is very funny. I think it's just, like, so bizarre (laughs) <laughs> that someone could think of this and people could believe it. And people could believe it and they could they could get away with pretending it's real. <laughs> yeah, for so long. for so long. Like I've had I literally would have like anonymous users in my like Tumblr ask box be like like bring up down with sis as if like I didn't know it was a thing and be like you need to stop being so cisphobic. Look at what it's causing. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Let's get into another story and uh, keep these keep these threads going. I have yeah, one yeah. here that is a bit of an older one, sort of about this this perceived hipster fandom divide on, on Tumblr. Oh, I think I know uh, what you're talking about. OMG, I was at Starbucks, and there was this girl, and she had her hair in a bun, and had a crop top with flowers on it, and I hissed, hipster blog. And she turned around and snarled, fandom blog. And then we shook hands and exchanged URLs. Her Tumblr is pretty nice. I don't see why there's a rivalry. We're all wasting our lives on the same goddamn website. Wow. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. <laughs> Enemies to lovers, indeed. This, this one is from May 2013, uh, posted right. by... A user called Egg Rolls. 
And um, this was definitely an older thing on on Tumblr, and I think something that probably existed even back in 2007, this idea that there were aesthetic blogs on Tumblr and hipster blogs on Tumblr. There's hipster, you know, sort of sort of uh arctic monkeys lana del rey era yeah (laughs) stuff and then the uh big fandom communities that Mm. were building up all over the internet i you know this is something that's been talked about in probably 20 pulp friction episodes but you know the sort of trajectory throughout the 2000s of like of like you know anime fans in america and the joss whedon shows and the uh superhero movies getting bigger and bigger and just you know these fan communities that became a very dominant cultural force i think starting like like beginning to start with spider-man blowing away all the all the records and like that was sort of the start of uh, i mean there's a lot of things you could call the start of this whole thing but i think you know the fandom thing is coming up right as tumblr appears and it very much becomes a space just because it's a place where you share like images and quotes and stuff and people are throwing things around yeah yeah i also think the um just in general like the art community thrived really well on tumblr um mm-hmm. i think it was like i mean we had there was deviant art back in the early i think early 2000 uh, like late 2000s early 2010s but like tumblr was more of a place where like you could share art and stuff like that which was really big just yeah i think tumblr has a really good way of like being able to loud car outside my house um wow. yeah tumblr has a really good just like layout for being able to like very quickly share a lot of things and i think that um works really well with artists and also works really well with like writers and these fake stories <laughs> um but yeah i will say that like both with down with sis and with the one that you just read um there is a trend of how these are written um that i think is like worth bringing up of just like the here's a thing that happened or like so i was doing this like a very you won't believe what happens in my quirky life um and I think that kind of happens over and over again with, like, pretty much all of these. There's a very specific writing style that is being used throughout them. For sure. So, yeah, let's hear another story. Um, I can do the Raylo anti-crepe story. Absolutely. <laughs> this one's pretty long. <laughs> but it's very good. Yeah, I think this one also, A, emphasizes, again, that writing style. And also, B, is emphasizing that um even though this one's a little bit later this like divide between adults on tumblr and like younger kids on tumblr um because this kind of talks about that so lol when a 14 year old tries to tell off a 39 year old gotta laugh let's just say meeting a real life anti is an experience this is kind of the context that goes into it someone then asks them did you did you mean anti in real life tell me more tell me more and then in asterisk singing from grease erupts um (laughs) and then this is the actual story so I'm in the toilets at the market I work at, washing my hands, minding my own business, and I notice this young girl at the taps looking me up and down, scowling. No, I'm wearing my hair in three buns and have a Kylo tee on. So I'm like, is there a problem? And she just says, Are you a fucking Raylo? And I'm like, geez, what gave it away? Because I have zero chill when it comes to smart arse teens. And she starts going off her nut at me, screaming, literally screaming, all the usual, Rayla was abusive, racist, blah, blah, blah. Now she's so loud, her mom comes running in from outside to see what's going on. I just turn around and said, I don't know who you think you are, but how dare you talk to me or anyone like that? Her mom just hit the roof at her, telling her off in front of about 10 other market workers for her yelling, swearing, having the nerve to yell at an adult she doesn't know like that. And then he... And then he, mum, <laughs> finishes with the classic line. 
what did you think was going to happen with Kylo and Rey? Of course that's what's going on. So she not only embarrassed herself, she got in major trouble and found out her mom chipped Raylo. It was a great start <laughs> to the day. <laughs> Me when I find out my mom chipped Raylo. No, literally. <laughs> and then there's a follow-up where um, <laughs> the OP of the post comes back to say, her mom just brought me in a telebanana crepe for breakfast to apologize. And with a picture <laughs> of a crepe. <laughs> funny thinking of a 39 year old who admits that they're 39 in this thread going on 40 <laughs> taking yeah. a picture of their own crepe that they either bought or made themselves and passing it off as some random 14 year old mom making it for them yeah this is one of the this is the era of tumblr where big accounts would get uh sniped and then people with these woody uh avatars would take them over so oh god i forgot about that yeah this post was from october 2017 and now the 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 the, the woody account that took it over has one post from october 17th 2017 <laughs> oh that says howdy partner so there was... <laughs> yeah i have the exact date that it posted which was on the 13th of october so four days later <laughs> this account gets sniped So, <laughs> yeah, this one's a lot to take in. I mean, first of all, again, like I said, the age. And then we also kind of are starting to get into not only discourse, but like specific Tumblr anti-shipping discourse, which is a whole other ballgame. <laughs> yes. I think discourse, uh, you know, it, even as like Tumblr itself was sort of on a, on a downswing, I think discourse overall and Tumblr felt this got worse circa 2016 circa ghostbusters reboot just like yeah. all pop culture discourse got a lot worse after that yes. <laughs> tumblr like anti-shipping and pro-shipping discourse is probably like the most like i mean it stems from a place of good you know what i mean yeah. like it stems from like okay yeah it's weird to ship things that are like bad and gross but it also is the most chronically online just idea <laughs> like yeah it, 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 it's think of you you like just from the get-go you you have to have this belief in shipping and the importance of shipping that is so that is so removed <laughs> from, from from how it really is and there of course there you know within reason as you can say about anything there are there are points where it, it gets to be ridiculous but the <laughs> the fact that this so consumed people the fact that you know a 39 year old right i have to imagine that that they actually like would go to work in a kylo ren shirt oh yeah 100 with, with the three buds like, <laughs> just like the the Raylo thing <laughs> <laughs> from the with Oof. the vantage with the vantage of time it's like it felt like it came out of nowhere in a way, like the movie yeah. came out, and it, it's, I mean, clearly it was a big thing at the time, but for me, it sort of felt, like, like there was definitely a moment when the movie came out where people were talking about it, it felt like The Last Jedi was, like, things were starting to come out about it, and that's when people were really like, oh, we gotta talk about Raylo, and I guess this right. was when, when, when Last Jedi was coming out, so that explains it, but, like, just, like, whatever. <laughs> right. 
like you're talking about you know two adult characters from star wars (laughs) i just i can't imagine that when star wars was first released in what the 1970s right the 70s 77 yeah yeah that (laughs) anyone ever thought it would devolve to this Yeah, I, I mean, you, you even to the extent that people were doing shipping with Star Trek at that time right. already, like... <laughs> they, they Are you right. a fucking Raylo? <laughs> and it's funny to think about the original Star Wars and how, like, first of all, how Lucas clearly, like, pretended to have a plan and didn't actually have a plan, right. and how, like, the first movie is clearly set up for Luke and Leia to be love interests, and then it's only in the third movie that, that he's like, I guess they're brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of ironic, considering that now we're talking about pro and anti-shipping, which does sort of <laughs> go around those themes of, you know, incest and, like, bad <laughs> shipping polit- politics, I say, in very big air quotes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard for me to... on one hand i'm a little like you know they're actors in a in a show or a movie or whatever but it is hard for me to get into the headspace of someone who would be like i gotta ship these two (laughs) yeah like like you could just not you know (laughs) or you could just like have to be casual about it like be normal about it like even if you like think two characters oh they have chemistry like okay you're 39 you pay taxes (laughs) and the fact that they like had to make the other character in this story 14 for them to hold any sort of power or weight in the conversation is so funny like you mean to tell me the only person that you feel strong enough to share your opinions with is a 14 year old in the restroom of the market that you work at like that you work is, at that you work at <laughs> like this is a fake story and you still sound like a fucking narc i think it speaks also to an attitude you will see on on tumblr and online now all the time where people are like people who agree with me are serious and they're adults and people who disagree with me are immature and they're children yeah and also just <laughs> this idea of like i'm 40 so i'm better than you like yeah the kind of like you know when like adults will use like weird pet names to like talk down to younger people it feels like this that sort of vibe um and i think that's also like if we kind of talk about if we expand out even more and then go back to kind of discourse a little bit why this whole like adult dni or like 18 plus dni thing sort of stemmed from was a lot of these like weird 40 year olds on tumblr trying to be like i know better than you i'm gonna come into your ask box and tell you why you're wrong and it's like yeah the 14 year old who is not real and is a part of the story probably wouldn't want to be talking to you in the bathroom (laughs) yeah just just a possibility and so like i get it like it, it is interesting kind of like looking at all these stories and just being like oh yeah, I understand why the internet is the way it is now. <laughs> Here's another classic. Um, <laughs> Which one are we going to? Uh, I, I have the title I have it saved for is "My Ringtone Is the Tardis Sound." Oh, I don't. Do I know this one? I probably know it when you start talking about it. 
Sure, let's go into it. We're, t- we're talking about Doctor Who now. Yeah. I was sitting in the airport garage waiting for my sister when I got a phone call. My ringtone is the TARDIS sound, and mind you, I'm in a Jeep with the roof off, and my sound is all the way up. <laughs> so when my so when my ringer goes off, I hear someone drop their bags in the distance, scream, and start running. By the time the ring was over, I had, no joke, five people circling my car. Not five. One guy was like, blasted doctor, got the chameleon shields to work, it looks like a car now. And then I realized that they couldn't see me because I was reclined back in the back seat. I popped up with a grin on my face and was like, hello there. Sorry about that. I'm just breaking her in. Don't mind me. I'm guessing 2000s. Where have I popped up this time? I looked down at my boobs, cringed and muttered, well, I guess this was going to happen eventually. (laughs) (laughs) I looked down at my boobs, cringed. And shrugged. Uh, <laughs> one look, one looked like she was nearly about to faint when I jumped out and ran off. It was the greatest experience of my life. Greatest experience of my life. <laughs> Does the person, do you know how old they were when they wrote this post? Don't, could not find a source on this, but I do remember, I do remember the post. I just couldn't find one that yeah. had the, um where it was you know the the, the blog on it i could look that up right now right. And see if I, can I was just it. gonna I, say I, like how old are you where this is the greatest moment of your life if you can already drive <laughs> you can drive you have boobs hey i mean <laughs> <laughs> in this day and age yeah the ladies love it i there's a lot to this story that I think um you you don't doesn't fully marinate at first. Yeah. She's in the airport garage waiting for her sister, gets a phone call, then it's like, well, I'm in a Jeep <laughs> the roof right, is down the and my sound's all the way up. And not even connected to the speaker or anything. Just yeah, sound just, all the way up. Just sound on my fucking 2009 phone or whatever <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> and then also, they couldn't see me because I was reclined back in the back seat. How are you in the back seat? Aren't you driving? <laughs> also, if the roof is off and they're that close to your car, I think they can look in. <laughs> I at I, like when she says recline back, is she like laying fully down across right. the backseat? And why would she? And I just I can't imagine. I could imagine maybe one person turns their head and is like, "Oh, five people circling your car." Five. What? First person runs off screaming. Then, <laughs> then by the time the ring was over, so she doesn't answer the phone, but she does. Probably her sister. Re- but remember, she's waiting for her sister in the garage. Right. She gets up and walks out of the car <laughs> and leaves. Where'd she go? Her sister's probably calling her, trying desperately to find her Jeep with the roof off. The roof is completely off. There's five people around the car and she leaves. <laughs> like, do you not have anything valuable in there? <laughs> God, we're now starting to get into the theme of, and then everyone clapped. Um, yeah, I got one for that. <laughs> yeah, I also, yeah. I have one similar that I really want to share um, that kind of has the same 
vain as the one you just said if that's okay so because of the update i went outside and started screaming at 12 a.m so naturally someone thought i was being murdered and called the police and when they got here i had to give them an explanation for screaming at 12 a.m so i just said homestuck and one of the cop's eyes suddenly got really big and then he said it updated and then he read the update on his phone i have a grown policeman sitting in my driveway crying and cursing at hussy under his breath his partner gave him a shock blanket oh my god Date of origin, 16th of February, 2013. <laughs> 2013. By uh, Tumblr user Dumbasses. Yes. Who still has their URL. Yes. That is surprising on its own. But um, yeah. yeah, this is a classic. Uh, one of many Tumblr stories, I think, that are j- where there's just like interactions with cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that shows up in a few of them. I think they're really the product of a pre- you know, it's not something that post-Ferguson people were as eager to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> there was there was a moment where it was just a lot of stories that was like, and the and the cop liked Sherlock too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, there's a few like that. There's I think there's also, I don't have this one with me. I don't know if you do. But the one where the like girl is racing her dad home and the cop like gives her a ride in her car or something it's like yeah yeah that's another one with yeah like you said there's a lot of them (laughs) that are just like oh this cop was really cool actually (laughs) and this i mean talking about that age thing this is one where someone who was fairly young at the time is imagining uh a cop um you know, having having this same sort of sort of outgrown emotional reaction to Homestuck. Right. I also think it's interesting because, uh, like you said, this definitely sounds like it's coming from a younger person. But um, they're home alone. I could only imagine <laughs> mm-hmm. because, like, personally, like even if you let out one yell at twelve a.m., no one's really calling the cops. Um, right. <laughs> And if they are calling the cops, you'd figure your parents are the first person to open the door, right? Um, so, like, <laughs> the fact that people actually believe this is just, like, again, the the tags on the posts that I ha- I got a lot of these from Heritage Posts, um, mm-hmm. which, thank God for them. Um, but the tags are just, like, because the earliest tags are people sincerely believing that this is a real story, but the fact that it only has 5k notes is messing with me. Like, it's so... <laughs> weird how like iconic these are and how many people believe them and how little people like actually reblogged them but how all of those reblogs were sincerely like oh my god look at this thing that happened (laughs) yeah and and, you know things get spread around so quickly from tumblr and then you know screenshots get spread to other places and they come back to tumblr and i I think that you know it's possible for a lot of posts to sort of get ahead of themselves and Mm -hmm. um become larger than life and actually have something that is pretty relevant to that but actually this is one of the ones that you have the uh, oklahoma style one so i'll, I'll save that for later oh, but God. uh i've looked at uh a num- you know several several fandoms there we uh, had talked about the doctor who post and have the homestuck post right, this yeah. is obviously these are some of the big tumblr fandoms ones that are really associated with tumblr and i feel like those are the ones that these iconic fake stories come out of you yeah. know like the the niche fandoms i'm sure had their fake stories but the ones that really get this widespread thing are a the things from the widespread fandoms that can spread them around but also the things that i think are more associated with tumblr yeah yeah they they just have like a you know the the air of tumblr fake story builds them up i think i also think that a lot of these are coming from fandoms that like 
were notoriously cringe and that a lot of people were like made fun of for being in like um doctor who was banging like <laughs> at the height of its popularity but on tumblr a lot of people you know made fun of those super who locks and stuff like that and then obviously homestuck was um the butt of every joke <laughs> um so i think a lot of these especially when they're coming from younger people are kids trying to seem like their interests are really cool after they've been made fun of for them a lot and like trying to because they know that like if they bring this to tumblr the place where like all of the homestacks and like all of the like what are they called whovians <laughs> um the doctor who fans um like are that they'll like get validation for liking this thing and be like look at this real world interaction that i had about this thing and like show that like this isn't cringe in real life other people like it when it's like you're just getting made fun of at school <laughs> i have a great example of that oh boy uh, to read here this is uh posted by the account larry is love oh god but, uh, submitted by an anonymous follower <clears throat> my dad is a psychology major <laughs> and he specializes in human behavior and body language I've showed him multiple One Direction videos to analyze, and he came to the conclusion that Harry and Louie do deeply care for each other and are completely comfortable in each other's presence. Although they care for the other band members also, they are constantly drawn to each other. He also said that their close friendship and constant touching he would describe as a couple who regularly have sex. He also <laughs> noticed the amount of jealousy within their interactions which lead him to conclude that they are in some kind of relationship or sexual agreement harry is also extremely possessive and loses concentration when he is not the object of louis affections louis is also considerably gentler with going. harry than he is with the other boys <laughs> and although he is an affectionate person he often goes out of his way to touch harry the way they also often fix each other's clothes or hair shows the genuine care and pride for one another. He also <laughs> It keeps going! <laughs> he also referred to Louis as the dominant one in the relationship. Although Louis is more flamboyant, Harry has a vulnerable streak to his personality. Uh, he would be a person who needs a lot of assurance and complimenting, which seems Louis is eager to give. All in all, he concluded that they are very genuinely in love with each other and they take on tendencies of a married couple which lead him to believe they've been in a relationship for some time. Submitted by Anonymous. Thanks, Anon. X. Okay, do you know the year for this one? I do have the year. This one is from March 9th, 2012. G12. Because that's before... No, that's after um, Anonymous messages had limits on them. Like, text limits, I think? Didn't mm -hmm. Anon messages on Tumblr used to have, like, text limits? And Is this, like, an anonymous This is a submission. Ask? So, okay. So yeah. it's probably too much for an ask. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to say, which makes me believe that this person wanted to submit this as an ask, realized it would be too long because they just kept going, and, like, consciously chose to, to send this as a submission instead. Not to, not to like, trim it down at all. No. <laughs> Not to bullet point anything. <laughs> to just it's all necessary. Put it as a submission. I this is completely unrelated, but I just need to mention this very briefly. Have you seen that post that I think has been going around recently of the girl who was like who used to run a really popular Larry blog and was like, Hey, just found out that my house was like infested with mold and I think it was making me chip Larry. <laughs> went to the hospital and started getting treatment and she was like yeah i don't know what the fuck i was on about like 
<laughs> They're just two guys. That's so fucking funny. That's really good. This I this is something that you will see in a lot of of these posts. There's another one that we might read later. That's like, where like the dad is a is like a, a a Catholic priest and the and the kid shows him Super Hulak. It's yeah. him, uh, Sherlock, and he's like, you know, John and Sherlock, you know, are, are madly in love with each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's another thing of that example it's sort of another angle on that example of like uh my interests and particularly my ships were validated by authority figures yeah and i think it's interesting how when we read the first one about raylo that was coming from the older audience who was trying to validate themselves Mm -hmm. um and then we see these like younger people who are trying to get validation from adults so it's like all of it comes down to like wanting to seem more mature and like whether it be an authority figure talking down to a kid or or a kid agreeing with an adult (laughs) but then the resolution of the raylo story is the mom agreeing with with the with the op yeah so they're getting more validation from other adults in their life yeah i think that is really like a fundamental element of a lot of these stories is just you know stories of people getting validated by their peers especially in regard to either it'll often have to do with coming out it'll often have to do with uh you know who you ship what fandoms you're in uh and sometimes it'll just be something like the one who says that he uh looks into the security cameras at school like he's on the office and the (laughs) the security guards that like love him um i i think there's an element of just that basic like nerds online sort of putting on this mask of validation uh and part of it i think is the you know the the essence of tumblr stories that we're trying to figure out i think a lot of it is that these um you know young gay people and people in 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 fandoms um who I, I hate to conflate the two but you know who in one way or another just uh, don't really ha- have people to lean on in real life maybe oh, yeah. maybe find community on on tumblr and i think th- that the tumblr specific thing that that comes out in these stories is that like want to to be understood yeah because i think yeah what sets these stories apart from like what you're finding on, like, Twitter and TikTok nowadays with fake stories is that, like, and Reddit and stuff like that, is that, like, they're all trying to just get, like, good internet karma, and, like, they're trying to, like, get clout for what they're saying, whereas on Tumblr, they are, like, genuinely trying to seek, like, personal validation. Because on Tumblr, Mm -hmm. like, you don't get popular for just one post. Or or you do get popular for just one post. You don't get popular as a creator. Like, it was, it used to be very few and far between that, like, an actual Tumblr blogger would, like, have a recognizable name but like so many of these stories are just like wanting that like validation from this single individual event that's happening yeah there's there's much less not there's no clout to be chased but there's much less clout to be chased on tumblr so so the thing the thing that you get is you get uh, a lot of interaction on a single post yeah i um kind of talking about these last two i can't for the life of me find it i don't believe that you have it but there's this one post and it's one of my favorites where these like people are bullying this girl for being a 21 pilot stan 
and then the teacher starts singing like tear in my heart or something and it's one of my favorite posts ever i couldn't for the life of me find it but again it goes back to this whole thing of like i want validation from my peer like are from like adult figures in my life when like all of these kids who like i can't relate to because i'm so mature for my age like are bullying me which i do i just i think all of these have this like under like especially when you talk about going back way to the beginning of the podcast when you said that like most of tumblr's user base is like young girls like girls specifically i feel like subconsciously or not want that validation of being mature for their age of Mm -hmm. like being you know the like i don't want to say like the woman but you know what i mean like there is this like preconceived notion in society in general of like girls have to be mature and so they're like trying to find a way to seek maturity while still being able to hold on to that childish like fandom and like innocence that they like still want (laughs) because they're young kids and they deserve to have that innocence yeah i have there's the one where like the 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 person accidentally sends like the the shirtless k-pop boy to their teacher yeah and the teacher's like well he's a a handsome young man man. (laughs) so you get an a i think there's another one where um the teacher says the word peasants and the kid says like oh i like your shoelaces and everyone's quiet and then the teacher's like thanks i bought them from the president (laughs) and it's like and in that moment like we saw each other eye to eye and no one else in the class knew what was going on um there's always that like i'm relating more to the teachers than the other kids in my class yeah (laughs) posted by crazy ac and spacey this might sound fake but i assure you my life is stranger than fiction me mining my own beeswax i'll get a large warm milk please (laughs) some guy under his breath warm milk kind of life they don't even sell that here barista actually yeah we do sell warm milk does that bother you some guy rolls eyes imagine actually drinking that me i don't have to imagine grabs my warm milk and takes a good sassy swig the guy notices my ace pin Oh, so you're an ace git? <laughs> so you just, so you just don't get laid? That figures. Me? Yep, I'm a proud ace git, and that has nothing to do with my preference in beverages. Woman behind me. Did you seriously just call that person an ace git? What kind of world are we living in? Me? Yep, I'm used to it though. That's what you get for being openly asexual, it seems. The guy. I'm literally a gay man, and I won't let you Jesus freak aces shame me for having gay s- sex and then censored. People like you are hurting my community. I'm gonna go have sex with my boyfriend. Me? Uh, buddy, you were the one shaming me for buying warm milk, and now you're shoving the image of sex down a sex-repulsed ace's throat? Not a good look. And yes, I'm a proud Jesus freak. Is there more? I, I think I'm missing the rest. Oh, uh, I've got it. Uh, woman, I've been an out asexual person since the 80s, and let me tell you, Mr. Gay, we have done nothing but further acceptance for your community and carry your community on our backs. Me, you have the nerve to talk down to an asexual elder? Really? Barista, throws water on the bigoted guy. Barista, well, I might lose my job for this, but at least I can say it was worth it. Me, picks up my warm milk and pours it on his head. Bigot, I hate asexuals and asexuality. You are not even human. Me, loudly and proudly. Another warm milk, please. On the house. I think I'm owed it. Barista, you know it. Bigot, stories out crying. The Chekhov's warm milk. (laughs) (laughs) The Chekhov's warm milk. It does come back around. 
<laughs> it comes back around. This, there's, I, I only scratched the surface, but this person, Crazy AC and Spacey. Oh, <laughs> no toy. <laughs> has such a crazy sort of journey of just like i i mean this post definitely there has a lot of you know clearly intentional um uh, elements in it uh, yeah. it, it, it seems seems ironic in a way but i think that you know throughout this the, this person's time on tumblr they would make a lot of really inflammatory posts and would get a lot of hate for it and just sort of just sort of live like that yeah um and i i found like this blog that was so that was like a crazy ac hate blog and it was just that, that was the entire blog i ran for years yeah. and then um crazy ac went through a couple of different urls and then that blog got called out and it was a, you know a, a whole conspiracy of nonsense yeah it was i mean i'm not getting into the ace chorus because that's a whole bucket of worms but yeah, this was I this was like a thing that definitely happened a lot. Um both on like every side of discourse, I think, was like you kind of had the iconic person who represented that aspect of online discourse and like a lot of people's opinions about that side of the conversation revolved around how that person was presenting it. And I don't think that crazy AC and Spacey, despite their intentions, was doing anything good for their for their argument. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those things where like we'll probably never. I mean, or maybe we do know for a fact whether whether they were like a troll or not. Right. Um, but the, the, there are days where they were definitely trolling, you know. And, yeah, but. but and I think that is something that we'll uh, explore more with some of these other stories, but that um, is part of this Tumblr ecosystem is that there are trolls and, and you know, uh, ops and sort of like intentional campaigns to stir right. trouble that are then at times picked up by the very group that started <laughs> that yeah. campaign you know it, it's sort of a like, like a self-eating thing that i think i think a lot of tumblr would just kind of look on at and and, and laugh um you know it, it was also very easy at times to sort of slide your way into the discourse and you know pre present some some deranged thing and uh <laughs> and you know get enough notes that people start talking about it it was it was this this very volatile ecosystem and this again is has sort of bled into i think a lot of modern social media but just this this idea of like if you have a really inflammatory opinion then the algorithm tumblr didn't have that much of an algorithm but it it, it kind of did you know this it was sort of a community algorithm it was just like you know more and more people will comment and more and more people yeah. will react and screenshot and share it elsewhere and then that builds up your profile there were a lot of times when like people from i it was usually 4chan or like kiwi farms and stuff like that like very publicly were like we're gonna bring this thing to tumblr as the troll and see what happens and like despite the fact that they were so loud about it no one on tumblr knew about it and then everyone believed that it was true um and it's just like <laughs> it's just crazy to me i don't really have like a ton to say but it is wild how like so much of tumblr was like we're so much better than 4chan because we're like woke and progressive like 
and we like fact check and we like know what we're talking about and then they would fall for things like the i, I can't think of one off the top of my head but just like the most baity thing in the world um, and would just, it would just, like you said, it would just snowball and snowball and snowball, despite the fact that it started completely as a joke. <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, there's no telling how much of the discourse was that. I kind of think it was a lot, but yeah. there there is also just, you know, it, it, it was social media as a model fosters discourse and fosters, yeah. like, the most volatile opinions getting, getting the most attention, uh, and also, I think the sort of progressive Tumblr community was was a community that uh, liked to fight and debate and uh, be more right than everyone else. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and you definitely still see that, like nowadays, with like Twitter and stuff like that. Um, that there is just, and I, I definitely think it started on Tumblr. This need to like be the most woke out of everyone else, and like engaging in discourse on tumblr like made you smarter because you like it's not that you knew more you just said more (laughs) and like you whether or not what you were saying was actually progressive or actually woke didn't matter it was just the fact that you were phrasing it in a way that sounded like it was uh you could get away with anything i remember there was like a time on tumblr where people were censoring the word stupid because other people were saying it was a slur and like it, it's like that kind of stuff where it's just like there is my like I I, I I can't think of the word but you're just like trying so hard to be like the most progressive that you will find anything that could possibly have a problematic meaning and just like try and turn it into something and so you have all these just like out like random out of pocket stuff that like starts snowballing because now everyone else is like oh. I need to also agree with this because that makes me more woke. And so they're just collecting opinions like Pokemon cards. <laughs> and it's funny, I think, to sort of contrast that mentality with the mentality of, like, the, you know, the Matt Walsh, what is a woman uh, uh, documentary where he's like, mm-hmm. any opinion that you can't summarize in five words or less isn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like it, it really sort of boils down, I think, these two these two diverging chambers of of internet discourse that's like one side is 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 committed to you know one side i think starts from a point of nuance and is like we have to find more nuance and and one side is like this nuance shit sucks yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i was kind of talking about it with uh one of my roommates the other day of just like how I think especially queer discourse, um, which, I mean, we're talking about the ace get pose. <laughs> so, um, like, especially queer discourse has become, like, a, the more micro-defined you are, the, like, more valid your identity is. And again, I think a lot of that mindset is coming from young kids on the internet who want validation for their identity. And the same thing as, like, why all these Tumblr fake stories are coming out is that, like, these kids on the internet are like desperately seeking validation and they think that the more they say and like the more mature they sound with their like hyper specific labels the more valid they are in their opinions and so like they aren't really like they're they're steering a lot away from like community and like 
I mean, again, when we're just talking about queer discourse, like community and like the idea of just like a collective we of people who experience the same things and are more just like me as an individual is valid because like, look at how much I know about my single identity. Yeah, so I'm going to read this post that is sort of going back to phantom stuff and then we'll have our big finish because there's a lot to that (laughs) to the to the Oklahoma style story um uh this post uh let me see what name i have it saved in my notes i have it saved as benedict cumberbatch pizza party wow okay so yeah one day in geography class we're watching this video about volcanoes and everyone's basically falling asleep the teacher was at her desk eating her lunch whilst we were meant to be taking down notes and then my phone starts ringing in my pocket it's on vibrate so no one else could hear it i looked and it was an unknown number i maybe thought it was an emergency so i thought fuck it i'll answer this guy starts speaking and i was like who's this he replies, telling me he wants a medium pizza with pepperoni, mushrooms, ancho- onions, and anchovies. I act completely confused, and he embarrassingly asks, This is Domino's, right? He thought I was a pizza place. I said no and laughed and told him he had the wrong number, and he had called me in school. He quickly apologized before he hung, b- before he hung up. There's no periods. He quickly apologized. <laughs> Before he hung up, I stopped him because his voice sounded really familiar. Oh, no. Like, like someone I've heard plenty of times. I reluct, I reluctantly, I, I can't even articulate how that's spelled, <laughs> ask, Sir, you wouldn't by any chance happen to be Benedict Cumberbatch. By now, everyone in the class knows I'm on the phone, and they are looking at me dazed and confused. <laughs> One of the kids shouts, put it on loudspeaker. I So I proceed to do that, and the fucking guy literally answers at that moment, yeah, I am Benedict, but please, please don't tell anyone. Everyone in the class hears this and goes batshit insane, including my teacher, who, bear in mind, is like late 40s and really stuck up. He then, in a panicked voice, says to me, listen, listen, give me your school address and I'll send your whole class pizza over in return for keeping this whole convo on the down low. (laughs) Classic Benedict. Well, fuck. And that, ladies and gents, is how my boring class about volcanoes turned into a pizza party courtesy of Sherlock fucking Holmes. (laughs) There's so much to that. Yeah. I don't think, no, I don't think I've heard that one. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Like, usually these posts are like, oh, and everyone got the funny reference that I made. But this one is like, I spoke to Benedict Cumberbatch on the phone. And he told me not to tell anyone, so here, <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> the pizza party was on the condition of this <laughs> silence. <laughs> on all their Tumblr blogs. It raises fan fiction. It does. It yeah. does. But this this is a kind of story that I recall there being a lot of, and I think a lot of them did not hold up as much because they were a lot harder to believe, these stories about, like, actually interacting with, uh, uh, you know, people, right, right, right. Yeah, people, yeah. people these, these people from fandoms. And I think, um, I don't know, there's... <laughs> There's a lot to it. It, it. It's like the Doctor Who story in that it's like, well, I was in class. Like, like as they're telling the story, they're like, this doesn't really make sense. So right, I need right. to explain it more. I need to explain like, more. Yeah. Like, I was in class and my phone was ringing, but it was on silent. 
But but I could still answer it in class. But and then we were also was, watching a movie. <laughs> and we were watching a movie about volcanoes, and the teacher wasn't paying attention. But by the time I asked if it was better to Cumberbatch, everyone was paying attention. <laughs> and then the kid told me to put it on loudspeaker so everyone could hear Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> I just... That, that, just real quick, that weird balance yeah. of, like, of, like, you know really selling the the like pathos of like man he's really embarrassed about this and he really thought right. he was talking to dominoes and he was like please don't tell anyone and then also like i told everyone of course yeah. <laughs> like no respect for him even as they're like fictionally painting him in such a in such a pathetic way <laughs> i also just can't fathom any classroom who would want to hear benedict cumberbatch's voice that bad like i because again usually these posts are like this post is interesting because it kind of it spans the gap if you will between everyone bullies me and only the teacher understands me and and everyone claps like it's one of the few tumblr fake stories that i've heard like ever where their classmates are with them in their cringe yeah <laughs> which is yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, inter- it's interesting here it almost like makes it because all of these are very it are impossible to believe but this one's even more impossible to believe because they're not getting bullied to hell and back in it. yeah and there's there's stories where it's like there's there's one homophobic kid and everyone else right. sort of comes together around him. It, this is a rare Tumblr fake story where the narrator is the antagonist. Right. <laughs> the, the narrator is the Benedict only Cumberbatch. One. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is getting bullied by this. Yeah, kid. he's getting bullied. He's he's the victim here. I also will say I do like that they specified Benedict Cumberbatch's pizza order. Like, yeah, and and it's an unhinged pizza. It's vile. <laughs> it's a medium pizza with pepperoni, mushrooms, onions, and, and anchovy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense, but it's horrible. I believe it. No, yeah, I believe it. Oh my god! Like, cause yeah, <laughs> I almost thought this story was gonna go in the way of I heard that pizza order. And I was like, wait a minute, I know who orders this. As if, like, Benedict Cumberbatch had said right. it in an interview or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that is a way of... <laughs> and I feel like that is the thing that brings it into a lot of these, a lot of these fanfic-y stories about, like, you know, you meet Harry and you know what his favorite food is and you take him out on a date or whatever, right. you know, like, like, like it, it has that, that element to it in a way. Yeah. I was going to say, um, while you were reading it, when I kind of mentioned the like whole fan fiction thing, I think that's another thing that ties all these stories together is that like all these people, they're on Tumblr. They are writing and reading fan fiction. Like Absolutely. it is the, probably the only platform where you can, with almost 100% thir- certainty guarantee that the OP of the post has read fanfiction um, yeah. and is basing this, like, and that's where that I think that writing style comes from that I mentioned before, is that, like, yeah, it's the My Immortal, like, <laughs> Mary Sue character, like, main character in, like, the world that doesn't understand them. I, I had a, a brief comment on the and Everyone Clap thing, which is there's Sorry. a movie called Summertime that came out in... Uh, 2020 2021 that's like a it's like a poetry movie where every scene is like someone kind of performing a poem in a scene but there is a scene where a character tells off a homophobe on a bus and everyone claps (laughs) (laughs) 
in the film. Yeah, that's <laughs> just something I wanted to put out there. But yeah, um, the fan fiction thing I think is a really important point, and it, it does sort of tie these stories together and give them sort of a unique thing. Where I think the the fake stories that are told um, on other platforms, they might be like by fan fiction people and being read by randos right uh or they might be uh written by people who are not really writers and (laughs) and and are either spotted by fan fiction writers or are unfamiliar to the fan fiction community such that they see it and they're like oh this sounds real (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of ways of thinking about it but I, i i i do think that idea of like the you know the 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 sort of hero's journey that that that, that happens yeah, that, yeah. that these these self-insert stories that, that i i think that's really a lot of what it is yeah when kind of i was doing like the quote-unquote research for this episode and like thinking about these stories in general and what was tying them together it is that like main character narrative of like i i want to be the main character and like i mean again when we're talking about a, all of these people are reading fanfiction. B, all these people are getting bullied, like, over and over again. And, like, C, all these people are really invested in fandoms in which there is a devote main character. And, like, they're obsessing over this main character. Like, they're projecting very heavily. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what all these are. Um, and so when we kind of talk about, we talk about, you know, Twitter, like, tw- a lot of Twitter stories are, like, Character A talks, character B talks, character A talks, because Twitter is short form. They only have X mm. amount of characters. And then you talk, go on TikTok, and all of the fake stories are character A is presented on left side of screen, character B is presented on right side of screen, and they just go back and forth. But, like, Tumblr is where all the fan fiction's written. It's where, like, the long form stuff goes. And so that's why you have these, like, really long, drawn-out stories that read, like, like stories as opposed to just, like, skits or, like, bits. Yeah, I also think that, you know, if you think about the idea of a monomyth, like the the Zola story is in a way the Twitter monomyth, even though Twitter was around for like, you know, a decade or whatever before that, that was like a story that that went so viral. And it was like, you know, when people tell Twitter stories, they're like, you're not going to believe what happened to me. And, you know, they just bringing all these crazy characters into yeah, it and yeah. whatnot. And the, 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 the monomyth of Tumblr is these this sort of fanfic yeah. framework <laughs> that 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 comes out in all these stories whether they're real or fake i think real tumblr stories also tend to follow that framework yeah i uh, yeah i had a couple like kind of real tumblr stories um that i just like had written down um when we talked about like the grave robbing thing that happened like right. that was like some insane like i think they were like a witch who like was doing their like main character quote-unquote main character moment of like stealing bones from graveyards and then you have like the severed toe story where like again they're all these like really really weird things that like would make someone stand out as like a main character and the the main character is never like a huh you won't believe what happened to me in my crazy life it's almost more of just like of course this happens to me because like I am the main character, and, like, it's always, like, a, oh, like, the girl who, again, like, the girl who always gets bullied, like, of course this, like, whole thing turns around. Like, I feel like a lot of Twitter stories are more of just, like, so this crazy coincidence happened, but, like, Tumblr is, like, look at my crazy life. 
I think of that iconic story where the yeah Jensen Carp, uh, who did this story the the story with the shrimp in the uh, cinnamon toast crunch box yeah that turned out to be that turned out to be completely fake yeah and that you know that's a guy who's like known for telling fake stories but like yeah. th- it's an example of the Twitter fake story where um you know so like yeah so something sort of uh the the the, the this crazy sort of set of circumstances kind of follows you mm. and um again twitter being the short form and the images I, I think that is an element of tumblr too though and that's sort of a, a point of crossover is that tumblr was sort of started as this place where you could incorporate images and links and stuff and i think of the the crepe from the Raylo story yeah. it's something that I, I i think text posts are really where the magic happens on tumblr but yeah. um you know images can sort of play a part in these uh stories sometimes and i think um on tumblr you look at a lot of those real stories and the stories about either people being discovered or you right. know other other people are doing things to me yeah you know? i also think it's like a a lot of those stories like again when i was kind of like doing the research into this episode a lot of those stories end up being like some person on tumblr it's not even like the person is on tumblr and talks about doing this thing some of them are like some person on tumblr discovers this person's facebook and what they're doing on their facebook and then brings it over tumblr and is like hey this person's canceled now (laughs) which is Mm -hmm. like i like i don't know i just feel like that's a very like tumblr thing to happen where it's like some of these stories aren't even like originating on tumblr but are deemed tumblr stories because like the way that they end up unfolding, like, could only happen on Tumblr. Like, it, they're they're weird in and of themselves, but, like, the set of circumstances that leads to them being discovered is just, like, very odd. <laughs> yeah. And maybe part of that is sort of the call-out culture of, yeah, yeah, of Tumblr. And the, which, you know, is now everywhere. But, like, the that idea of, like, again, finding people out and, you know, seeing what people are doing and sort of bring, bringing it to light, that sort of very puritan idea of confession right, right. that i yeah. think that i that i think you know foucault and everyone talks about how, how it foucault. manifests but <laughs> let's talk about oklahoma style god speaking, speaking of foucault i had a good day of tips waitressing for once so i gave a homeless man 20 dollars on the walk home homeless man there must be a mistake me no mistake i can afford to cut back a little have a wonderful day homeless man tearing up suddenly a shrieky little voice rang out. A pasty dude wearing a trench coat and fedora barreled toward me. Dipshit, the fuck are you doing? He yanked the $20 bill from the homeless man's grip, slicing his fingers on the paper. <laughs> what? He stuffed the bloody <laughs> bill in my face? I never noticed that detail. That's so... <laughs> How do you get... It's cotton. Okay, uh, dipshit. No, no. You worked for this money while he sat on his ass and jerked off. You keep it. He threw the money in my face. Me, what the fuck? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna just do that because you were doing the dipshit. Me, what the fuck is your problem, asshole? Dipshit, listen to me, you fucking useless female. I'm from New York City, <laughs> where the homeless have the decency to try and work for money, whether it's shining your shoes, cleaning your windshield, or just doing a little dance in the street corner. <laughs> I once saw a man with one leg hop in a circle for hours to make $6 and change. That's the difference between a classy homeless person and a bomb. Me, well, this is my money. I earned it. I'll use it any way I like. How do you get your money if you're so important? dipshit i don't need a job because my mom gives me money a crowd head for 
Everyone was glaring at this scumbag, and a few were even cheering me on. Homeless man. You want to dance, you little prick? Everyone turned to see the homeless man rising to his feet. To our amazement, he began to perform a pitch-perfect Korean-style dance. (laughs) (laughs) Homeless man. Opa homeless style. The crowd erupted. We all began to join in the dance, save for Dipshit, who turned bright purple. Everyone, oh, 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 Opa homeless style. (laughs) I threw my 20 at the homeless man's feet. Everyone else followed suit, tossing money at him. A woman in a suit gave him her gold watch. Dipshit took off running while the rest of us danced into the night. (laughs) Now, we'll get into it. The, this is... Is the pinnacle of the fake Tumblr po- story because not yeah. only is it a fake story, it's a fake post. Is it? <laughs> it is not a real Tumblr post. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> Who made it? <laughs> the it it, it was uh, first posted to Imgur on March first, twenty fourteen. It appeared on the Reddit r slash that happened shortly after. There was a big investigation, you know, down the line, looking back on these old Tumblr stories. Someone was like, "Where did this Oba homeless style thing come from?" I can't really find it. <laughs> they reach out to Mecha Mewtwo, who was the person who first posted it to Reddit, right. and they say, "quote I think I found this on 4chan, so probably fake then." Dang. Uh, but but <laughs> but a further investigation later revealed that Mecha Mewtwo was a passionate poster of fake Tumblr stories. So actually, Mecha Mewtwo probably made it and was just always posting these fake Tumblr stories that were not real posts on Reddit. Oh my god. Intra- yeah, I guess that explains because the, um, the URLs are blocked out in the original screenshot, which is a quote-unquote original screenshot, which is... Not something that we've seen from any of the other stories, because um, usually the URL kind of comes with the story, you know what I mean? Yeah, there was this whole investigation where it was like, on the one hand, it seems like a red flag that it's a reblog, but it has all these tags. Right. But on on the other hand, someone looked closely and was like, well, it has that slight different color between each line. That would be really, like, time-consuming to fake Yeah. if you were going to do that. But someone did it, I guess. It's, it seems like maybe maybe someone, like, made the post and then took a screenshot and then deleted right. it. Yeah. Um, I also will say I do like that, um, the tags. <laughs> I would just like to read out the tags. Hashtag poverty. Hashtag heroes. Here's a spell wrong. Hashtag dangdom style. Hashtag dude bros. Hashtag fedorable. And then hashtag trigger warning. Hashtag ignorance. <laughs> two separate, two separate tags for trigger warning and yeah. ignorance. Hashtag trigger warning is very funny on its own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For what? I don't know. I don't know. You could just... Because either you're looking at the trigger warning tag or you're blocking the trigger warning tag. Right. Just just wholesale. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any triggers. I'm an empath. I don't want to see anyone's trigger. No, <laughs> that's what whole, that's what Tumblr feels like sometimes. Genuinely, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are elements of of real stories in here. This, this like sort of classic character of the uh, fedora wearer. Right. Sort of, uh, you know. I mean, this is really the the traits of this character are not really common traits for that character but it's just like the idea of you know this this sort of 
this personification of either Reddit or 4chan, who is sort right. of in opposition to our Tumblr hero. Uh, there, this one I have that was a real post, the Brony tried hitting on me, has has that same character in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it checks all the boxes. It's very fanfiction-esque of, like, just these, like, long descriptions of everything. It has, like, your iconic main character... It has your pop culture references. It has your discourse with, like, the dipshit calling them a fucking useless female and, like, talking about how, like, homeless people don't deserve money. Like, it has, like, it ticks every box. And so, like, I'm imagining, because you said it probably originated somewhere on, like, Reddit, right? Like, Reddit, Chan-ish. It's very, like, (laughs) self-aware of not only Tumblr fake stories in general, but also, like, tumblr's strong aversion towards the 4chan stereotype of like the like quote-unquote 4chan slash reddit stereotype of you know like the fedora wearing like misogynist and classist like piece of shit (laughs) which is Mm -hmm. really damn really well done and you know like i like i said it seems like this person just sort of made a living of making fake tumblr posts so I, i i think they really did their research yeah um the the Gangnam style element is interesting knowing that from what we know this post is from 2014. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's part of the authenticity is like like I don't know if this I feel like in 2014 this this like form was a little out of date. So it, right. it's possible that like it was portrayed as this is an older Tumblr post that I found yeah, this screenshot of. Yeah. And um that, that that really i think adds to the authenticity of it that it's like th- this this post from 2012 that uh the, that had been found and i think my memory of seeing this post around on tumblr sort of did have that aura of like wasn't tumblr crazy back in 2012 yeah, you know <laughs> korean style dance <laughs> it's really good korean style <laughs> dance is really good <laughs> considering that it's fucking Gundam style. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the note that, again, having read this post many times, I have never picked up on, that he, he gets, he like, a himself. bunch of paper cuts just from pick, just from handling that $20 I don't bill. think I've ever cut myself on money. I don't think you can. It's, I think I I think I have a little, but not to the point of bleeding. Yeah, like, no, the bloody bill in my face, as if it's like dripping, like as if it's like soaked <laughs> in red. I'm like, jeez. He literally like picks it up immediately, <laughs> throws it at her. Yeah. it's bloody. I also like that he takes the money away from the homeless man, gives it back to the woman, and then calls her a useless fucking female. Like mm-hmm. you have admitted that this is a hardworking woman that is like working for her money and then you call her a fucking useless female like it's so funny it's just it and the fact again i think i can't tell if the fact that it's fake makes it funnier or not because the fact that someone was able to pin down the tumblr fake story so well and make it this funny is somehow like makes me laugh even harder (laughs) it's a good one and it really i think speaks to a lot of the things we've been talking about throughout this episode yeah i think we've i think we've really hit on a lot of things about like what it is about tumblr and these specific stories how uh the specific like young largely like lgbt and women and right, right. Uh, you know and and members of fandoms people who 
you know maybe ostracized in real life or maybe you know have have at least found an accepting a community on tumblr that's more accepting than any other community they've had and um the specific lack of clout to be chased but just like you can get validation but you can't get clout and that i think that 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 perfect little mixture sort of makes these the the sort of self-congratulating yet sort of sort of self-revealing stories yeah these posts aren't for profit (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was also gonna say just kind of like as a last note um I know you keep saying like I don't want to compare being in a fandom to like being queer or like being a woman, um, but I do think that like like most people who are in these fandoms and most people who are being persecuted for being in these fandoms are like neurodivergent kids who mm-hmm. are the ones who are you know kind of indulging in fan fiction and who are the most susceptible to believing that these situations that happen in fanfiction can happen in real life and thus these stories are easier to believe and then when you have people who do believe those stories they typically probably are other neurodivergent people who believe them because they've read all these stories and think that these stories can happen in real life like a lot of you know you see a lot of um neurodivergent people talk about how like their perception of social cues are based off of you know what they saw in media and like what they read online and so when you have these stories that are coming out of like this definitely happened and then it reads like a fan fiction it feels like it is coming from these people who have kind of created this fake social world for themselves unfortunately absolutely that's based in what they've read absolutely and i think that is also part of the sort of troll bait element of it i think i i think the 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 trolls are sort of seeing the the progressive politics of it and the sort of you know uh things they don't like (laughs) from a from a sort of hatred standpoint but i think they also see a group of people who are trusting and sort of uh easier to manipulate right yeah which is sad (laughs) but that's kind of how the internet goes unfortunately yeah and i think uh other and and there's this issue i think now that tumblr has sort of had its rise and fall and it's you know plateau Mm -hmm um those people have have found themselves placed in the in the same bucket not only as the trolls but also as like the president yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like 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 twitter now and twitter for the past like, like five years has been like tumblr but the president is on there you know like yeah. tumblr but all these all, all the rich and powerful are also there and also interacting with shit and yeah. so it's these platforms that are algorithm driven and that are clout driven where people aren't even intending to manipulate but they are manipulating these people because that that is sort of what the the structure of these sites favors right yeah it's uh, Twitter is basically Tumblr, but Benedict Cumberbatch actually can reply to you. <laughs> yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch actually can order pizza. Order pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and then Domino's will the... also reply to it. Yeah, Twitter is the social network where Benedict Cumberbatch can order pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like... <laughs> yeah, I, no, but I think, yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, right? So, so things are going well. <laughs> All these problems are in the past. Definitely, 100%. <laughs>
I, I mean, we need, I really, I think we as a society need to move towards in-person interaction yeah. and not, not just in person, but like person to person interaction. That's yeah. not like for general audience clout. Um, and also I just think that, uh, it's important as, as adults in these communities that we reach out and try to spend time with young people and, you yeah. know, uh, the, the kids need help maybe now more than ever yeah. <laughs> and it's something that i think that, that i think anyone listening to this can lend a hand in yeah and i will say i definitely like i feel like history has almost come full circle in that tumblr feels like the most sensible social media platform nowadays because it's had that rise and fall and like so many people on tumblr look back on these stories like how did we believe hey how did we believe in this shit and also like they can look back and laugh on it and stuff like that. And, like, there are so many people on Tumblr are now these 30 and 40, or, like, these uh, 20s at least, but, like, will go up into, you know, like, quote-unquote older ages. Um, and instead of posting about uh, roasting a 14-year-old in the bathroom um, over Raylo, they are being a little more introspective about it and kind of, like, looking back on it as like learning from the internet as opposed to just being introduced to it i think a lot of the people who are on tumblr now have in going through this and like living through this era have come out better on the other side and i think a lot of the people who are on twitter and who are on tiktok nowadays are the younger kids who have not been through the ringer yet <laughs> and hopefully will come out better on the other side but it's not looking great <laughs> Yeah, it, it's something that uh, we can't just sit around and hope for. I, I do kind of think that Tumblr now is a lot like how Twitter was back in 2012 or, wherever, or whenever I joined. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in that in that Twitter was originally basically, like, because it was, you know, 140 characters. It was like, this is a site where you post jokes and then you yeah. leave. <laughs> and I, I, I think the downfall of Twitter starts when the people running it start to be like, this is a, the the site for, this is the court of public opinion. This is where yeah. politics happens. And and Tumblr has now become a place where people are not taking it seriously at yeah, all. Yeah. And, and, and can also kind of look at the misinformation and the trolling that's happening on other social media platforms from that outside perspective. Yeah. And I also think that, uh, you know, you mentioned Twitter's character limit. I think that, tumblr where the long form kind of gave way to these cringy again fan fiction-esque fake stories it now gives way for like more nuance in our posts and like actual like if yeah if tumblr doesn't take itself seriously it's very funny but when tumblr in its very very fleeting moments does take itself seriously has the room to do so um which it, I, I just think it's interesting how kind of what once set it apart as cringe has now set it apart as based um in mm -hmm. that you can kind of like you can give a full opinion without it being a 57 tweet long thread and stuff like that and it's just like it's a place where people actually like can talk and can you know actually speak about things instead of like things getting lost in a character limit yeah and i just just to bring it home I talked about those those two diverging political factions where one was all nuance and the other was all, you know, boiling things right, down. Yeah. And the, the, the predominant platforms where 
people are sort of forced to go right now are TikTok and Twitter, which are based around short form content, yeah. where Tumblr being the site of nuance has, I think, I, like you said, become a thing that, that makes it uh, really superior to the other platforms. Yeah. It's definitely, again, I think also just because Tumblr is, you can't monetize that shit. It's accessible. Like, Yahoo tried, and they failed. Um, and it's just, like, yeah, it, uh, A, it allows for nuance, and also it's, no one cares to be short form because they're not trying to make money off of it. Like, because short form is what sells nowadays. Like, even YouTube and Instagram, they're looking for, like, those short like youtube shorts and they're looking for like instagram reels like these short form content that is like easily consumable and quickly consumable whereas because tumblr has never been for profit and never will be people are just posting out of passion and out of like a want to talk about things and a want to whether it be funny or whether it be serious like a want to actually do this and like not a want to be doing like getting anything from it yeah i guess the lesson is if you're uh, a kid who is looking for a community uh tumblr still tumblr's a good place to go tumblr is a good place <laughs> where it once was a cesspool it's now actually probably the best place for kids to be nowadays yes i'm uh pronouns the clown on tumblr if you, <laughs> you want to <laughs> i'm neo pronoun killua please follow me kaden thank you so much for joining me on this riveting episode of pop friction <laughs> thank you so much for having me tumblr is my my home base um, and I'm always happy to talk about it. Absolutely. To those of you who have stuck with us throughout this journey, uh, thank you so much. If you like the show, you can follow us on whatever uh, podcatcher you use. You can follow us on Twitter at It's Fault Friction. You can subscribe to my Substack, and you can share it with your friends. That's one of the best things you can do. Let people know you like the show. And I will see you all next week. I disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary.